Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, I'm your host, Sarah, and this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about the Fay folk. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is no Toby today. He is out enjoying the sun with his mates. I had to leave the recording until much later this week because of my nose. Now, I still can't quite breathe properly, so you'll have to bear with me. Hopefully, I'll be back to normal nasal tones next week. I'm going to start with a couple of lovely reviews. We've got one from Poobird101. It's not actually that, but I thought I'd better change it because I know that we've got children listening. Um, Love this. I've really been enjoying listening to Sarah and Toby. The dynamic of mother and son doing a podcast together is heartwarming. The stories are interesting, sound effects amazing, and I thoroughly enjoy learning all about paranormal happenings around the world. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Pooh Bird. (laughs) Um, And the second review is from Miguel Brickwindow also says amazing i have a great time listening to this podcast and i can't wait for the next episode thank you so much both of you we really appreciate it and now i know that people are actually enjoying the show and listening (laughs) right this episode it was actually voted on on instagram and the votes came in and the fey folk won now fey folk is a massive subject So I've just focused on British folklore, British fey folk. Not all of them either, because there are so many. I've tried to fit as much in as I can, but it's a really, really long introduction. We'll do the, you know, some of the subjects actually warrant their own episodes, which we will cover in the future. Um, Some's a bit scary, some aren't so scary, but I hope you enjoy.
the Fae, also known as fairies, are mythical creatures that appear in the folklore of many cultures, particularly in Celtic mythology. They are often depicted as small magical beings with wings who live in a hidden world that is separate from ours. Fairy folklore from Britain has long been classified in various ways. These characterizations, usually derived from scholarly analysis, may not always be in tune with the traditional beliefs of local communities. Generally, these divisions are based on the behaviour or physical traits of the fairies. In Celtic mythology, fairies have been divided into two distinct groups, the Seelie Court and the Unseelie Court. This is known to be the most famous division of fairies, as noted by D. L. Ashleyman, an American folklorist. The Seelie Court consists of benevolent fairies that are known to be kind to humans, often returning favours for any kindness shown to them. Although they are known to be gentle, they will take vengeance on those who insult them. On the other hand, the Unseelie Court is often seen as the dark side of fairies. They are known to be malevolent, wreaking havoc without provocation, and are closely associated with witches. Lady Wilde, a 19th century Irish poet, recognised two kinds of fairies in Irish mythology. A kind and playful group that enjoys music and dancing, and a wicked faction in league with the devil. Lady Gregorin, an Irish folklorist, had a comparable observation, stating that there were tall, jovial seed and a dastardly diminutive race. In the book Fairy and Folk Tales of the Irish Peasantry, William Butler Yeats also characterised fairies into two groups, the Trooping Fairies and the Solitary Fairies. Trooping Fairies are social creatures who reside in communities and are recognised for their love of song and dance. Some of them may be friendly to humans, while others may not. On the other hand, Solitary fairies are more likely to be dangerous, as they live independently. Leprechauns and banshees are examples of solitary fairies. Additionally, Catherine Mary Briggs, an English folklorist, proposed that a third classification might be necessary for domesticated fairies, who reside in small family units. Cornish folklorist Robert Hunt, characterised the fairies of Cornwall into five groups. The small people, the spriggans, the piskies, the bookers, bockles or knockers, and the brownies. His approach was met with criticism from scholars, including Henry Jenner, a British scholar of Celtic languages, who disputed the use of bockle and brownie as authentic Cornish names. Subsequent folklorists attempted to classify Cornish fairies, but no consensus was reached on the number or types of fae folk. Wurt Sykes, another renowned scholar, classified the Welsh fairies 
commonly known as Talbith Teg, into five distinct categories. These categories were Elion, which were elves, Bubahod, who were household spirits akin to brownies and hobgoblins, Koblinal, who were the spirits of the mines, Gragadanum, who were lake maidens, and Guillon, who were mountain spirits that resembled hags. The Fae are known for their magic and their ability to grant wishes, but they are also known for their trickery and their tendency to play pranks on humans. According to folklore, it is important to be polite and respectful to the Fae, or else they may become angry and cause mischief. The Scottish Boggart is a legendary creature that is said to haunt the countryside of Scotland, particularly in the northern regions. It's a type of household spirit similar to the brownie or hobgoblin, but with a mischievous and sometimes malevolent streak. Boggarts are believed to be shapeshifters, able to take on a variety of forms depending on their mood and the situation. They are said to be fond of playing pranks on humans, such as hiding objects or making strange noises in the night. They can also be dangerous if angered or offended, and have been known to cause illness or even death. According to legend, Bogarts are attracted to messy or untidy homes, and may take up residence in the shadows or corners of a room. They are said to be especially fond of clutter and may even move objects around to create more chaos. To appease a bogart, it was traditional to leave out a bowl of milk or cream or to offer it small gifts such as coins or trinkets. In some cases, bogarts were even given their own special corner of the house where they could live undisturbed and cause less mischief. Despite their reputation for being troublesome, many people in Scotland still believe in the existence of bogarts and may take steps to appease them or protect themselves from their pranks. Some even claim to have seen or heard a bogart firsthand, lurking in the shadows or whispering in the night. One of the most renowned fairies in Irish mythology is the Banseed or Banshee. She goes by other names as well, such as the Wailing Woman and the Washer at the Fords. Some even associate her with the Celtic war goddess, the Morrigan, and speculate that they are one and the same. The Banshee is said to appear to those who are about to die, particularly members of prominent Irish families. Her mournful cry is said to foretell the death of the loved one usually within a few days. The Banshee is often associated with specific Irish families or clans and is said to follow their bloodlines through the generations. In some cases, the Banshee is said to be the spirit of a deceased woman who had a strong connection to the family in life, such as a mother or a grandmother. The Banshee can take on different forms, including that of a bird, a hare or a weeping woman. She is said to appear near bodies of water, in graveyards, or in areas associated with death and mourning. Despite her reputation as a harbinger of death, the Banshee is sometimes seen as a protective spirit, 
watching over the families she is linked to and warning them of impending danger. Some Irish families even consider the appearance of a banshee to be a sign of good luck as it means that their family line will continue through the generations. In Irish folklore, the Bantee is a delightful fairy that shares similarities with the Scottish brownie. Unlike its Scottish counterpart, the Bantee is exclusively female and derives her name from her role as the woman of the house. Often found wearing shabby domestic clothing and standing no more than a few feet tall, she is known for her wrinkled face and kind demeanour. While her primary duty is to assist with household tasks, the Bantee also takes on the responsibility of safeguarding children and animals within the home. In Scottish folklore, the Ban Nye, also known as the Washerwoman at the Ford, is a type of fairy or spirit that is said to haunt rivers and streams. She is often depicted as an old woman and can be seen washing the blood out of the clothes of someone who is about to die. Legend has it that if someone comes across the Bandai while she is washing, they will be granted a wish, but only if they're able to guess her name correctly. However, if they fail to guess her name, the Bandai may become angry and curse them. In some versions of the legend, the Ban Nye is said to be a protector of the waterways and will only appear to those who are respectful and kind to the environment. In other versions, she is seen as a malevolent spirit who lures unsuspecting travellers to their deaths in the water. The Ban Nye is often associated with the Scottish Highlands and Islands, where the tradition of washing clothes in rivers and streams was commonplace. Originating from northern England, the Hobgoblin is a mischievous fairy that may be closely related to the Scottish Boggart. Its name is derived from Hob, meaning elf, and Goblin, referring to its playful nature. It is typically depicted as a small, mischievous and ugly creature, often with a pointed hat or a hood. Hobgoblins are said to be able to shapeshift and have magical powers. In some stories, they are helpful household spirits who perform small tasks in exchange for food or other offerings. They are often depicted as hard-working and loyal, but can be mischievous if not treated with respect. However, in other tales, hobgoblins are more malicious and enjoy causing trouble for humans. They may steal food or possessions, play tricks on people, or even harm them if they feel slighted or disrespected. A buttery sprite is a fey creature from Scottish folklore. It is said to be a small, winged creature with an impish personality. The buttery sprite would sneak into people's homes at night and steal butter and other dairy products. Some stories suggest that the buttery sprite would even milk the cows of unsuspecting farmers and leave the milk out to spoil. The buttery sprite was often blamed for missing butter or spoiled milk, and farmers would leave offerings of bread or other treats in hopes of appeasing the sprite and preventing further mischief. Despite its impish nature, 
the buttery sprite was generally seen as a harmless and even playful creature. Pixies are the most renowned type of fairy, and immediately come to mind when one thinks of the word fairy. Names like Dusters, Piskies, Griggs, Petched and Pickers are all interchangeable with Pixie. This creature has its roots in both Scotland and England. They are small playful beings that are said to inhabit the countryside and coastal regions. Pixies are often depicted as small wingless humanoid creatures with pointed ears and sneaky grins. Cornish pixies were known for playing pranks on humans, such as stealing food or household items, tangling hair or causing objects to move or disappear. They were also believed to be responsible for leading travellers astray in the countryside or causing shipwrecks along the rocky Cornish coast. Cornish pixies were generally seen as harmless and even helpful to those who treated them kindly. Some legends even suggest that pixies would assist farmers with their crops or protect children from harm. In the depths of ancient trees, one can often find a type of fairy known as gnomes. These diminutive creatures have long white hair and beards, with the males donning red hats. The females can sometimes be seen cradling their tiny offspring. As guardians of the forest and its inhabitants, gnomes are considered to be part of the traditional elementals in ceremonial magic. They are often called upon when summoning the guardians of the watchtowers of the north in a magic circle. Gobe, the king of the gnome kingdom, leads his subjects in their mission to protect and bless the gardens where they reside. Dryads, known as the ethereal spirits of trees, have their origins in Greek mythology. However, their influence extends across the globe. If you listen closely to the rustling of the leaves in the wind, you may hear their whispers among the trees. These mystical beings are often depicted as shimmering lights that flip from treetop to treetop. Some believe that the Druids, a Celtic priesthood, were named after these spirits as their worship was centred around trees and their groves. One of the most famous dryads is Daphne, who was pursued by the god Apollo and eventually transformed into a laurel tree. Dryads are said to be born from the tree itself and their life force is intricately connected to the tree's health and well-being. They're believed to be shy and elusive creatures who rarely interact with humans. They're also believed to be protective of their trees and will become vengeful if harm was done to them. In some myths, dryads are said to have the power to curse those who harm their trees, causing them to suffer misfortune or even death. Dryads are often depicted as beautiful and graceful, with long hair and flowing dresses. They are also known for their love of music and dance, and are said to join in with the singing of birds and the rustling of leaves in the wind. Originating in Cornwall, knockers are a type of fairy that can be found all over the world. While some people believe they are merely frightening ghosts, knockers are known for their loud noises which is how they earned their name. These fairies are often heard deep below the Earth's surface, particularly in caves and mines. Over the centuries, knockers have scared off many miners, causing some to abandon their profession altogether. There are also stories of knockers 
leading miners to great wealth and even making funny faces to entertain them. While knockers have the power to cause cave-ins, they have also been known to guide lost miners to safety and assist rescue teams in saving trapped miners. It is customary to knock on the entrance of a mine to signal your presence to the knockers and show respect by removing your hat. Some people even leave food offerings for these playful fairies, hoping for their continued protection and guidance. Fuka, also known as Puka, is a creature from Irish folklore. It is a shapeshifter that can take on the form of a black horse, a goat, a dog, or even a human. The Fuka is known to be mischievous and unpredictable, but not necessarily evil. In some stories, the Fuka is a helpful spirit that assists farmers with their work. It may lead them to hidden treasure or warn them of danger. In other stories, the Fuka is a trickster that enjoys playing pranks on people. It may also lead travellers astray or cause them to become lost. The Fuka is said to have a dark side as well. It may take on the form of a terrifying creature and scare people, or even cause harm. According to legend, it is especially dangerous during Samhain, the Celtic festival that later became known as Halloween. One famous story involving the Fuka tells of a man who was offered a ride home on the back of a black horse. The man accepts, but soon realises that the horse is actually the Fuka. The creature takes him on a wild ride, jumping over hedges and ditches, until the man is thrown off and left in a ditch. The Fuka is seen as a symbol of the wild and unpredictable nature of the Irish countryside. Many people still tell stories of the Fuka today, keeping alive the rich tradition of Irish folklore. Now on to the Redcaps, who are a malevolent fairy or goblin from Scottish folklore. They are said to inhabit ruined castles and other abandoned places in the borderlands between Scotland and England. The Redcaps are named for the distinctive Redcaps they wear, which are said to be dyed with the blood of their victims. They are described as small, wiry creatures with long, sharp teeth and claws. They are also said to be incredibly strong for their size and to possess an almost supernatural ability to move quickly and quietly. According to legend, the Redcaps are vicious and bloodthirsty creatures who delight in killing travellers who wander into their territory. They are said to attack their victims with swords and other weapons, and to use their sharp teeth and claws to tear them apart. In some versions of the legend, the Redcaps must kill in order to survive, and must keep their caps soaked in fresh blood in order to maintain their strength. In others, they are simply malevolent creatures who enjoy causing pain and suffering. Despite their fearsome reputation, the Redcaps are said to be vulnerable to certain charms and spells, and can be driven away by certain rituals and incantations. They are also said to be incredibly cunning and difficult to defeat, and should be avoided at all costs. 
the Tuatha Dé Danann are a group of supernatural beings from Irish mythology. They are sometimes referred to as the Children of Danu, or People of the Goddess Danu, and are believed to be the early inhabitants of Ireland. The Tuatha Dé Danann are said to be skilled in magic, and were said to have brought the arts of metalworking, poetry and medicine to Ireland. They are also said to possess supernatural abilities, such as shape-shifting, invisibility and immortality. According to legend, the Tuatha Dé Danann waged a fierce battle against the Fearbolg, another group of early inhabitants of Ireland, for control of the land. The Tuatha Dé Danann emerged victorious and went on to rule Ireland for many years. Their reign came to an end when the Milesians, a group of humans from Spain, invaded Ireland and defeated the Tuatha Dé Danann in battle. They were forced to retreat into the other world, which is sometimes referred to as Tiernanog, or the land of eternal youth. Despite their exile, the Tuatha Dé Danann continue to play a role in Irish mythology and are often associated with the Seed, a group of fairy-like beings who were said to inhabit the other world. They're also said to be the ancestors of many of the great heroes and rulers of Ireland, including King Arthur and the legendary warrior Chuchulane. The Seed, sometimes spelled She, are a group of supernatural beings from Irish lore. They are often referred to as fairies or elves, but they are quite different from the fairies of popular culture. They inhabit the other world, which is a realm that exists alongside our own, but is hidden from mortal eyes. The seed are known for their beauty, intelligence and magical abilities, such as shape-shifting, invisibility and the power to control the elements. They are also believed to have some control over human affairs, and can either help or harm mortals, depending on their mood. The Seed are said to be ruled by a queen named Maeve, who is sometimes called the Queen of the Fairies. The fairy known as the Leprechaun is undoubtedly the most well-known from the mystical land of Ireland. Despite some misconceptions, this mischievous and gold-obsessed little man is indeed a member of the fairy realm. Leprechauns are typically described as being no more than three feet tall, with long beards and pointed hats. They are said to wear green clothing and are often seen smoking a pipe. Leprechauns are known for their trickery and are said to be capable of magical feats, such as disappearing or making objects appear out of thin air. According to legend, if a human catches a leprechaun, the leprechaun must grant them three wishes in exchange for their freedom. But leprechauns are notoriously difficult to catch, as they are quick and elusive. Leprechauns are often associated with St. Patrick's Day, which is celebrated on March the 17th. It is said that if you catch a leprechaun on this day, he will lead you to his pot of gold. Off the shores of Scotland, particularly in Orkney, dwell the Selkies, mystical water fairies capable of shifting form. They share similarities with mermaids, except for the absence of fish fins. Whenever they're in the water, they transform into seals and revert to their original forms when they come ashore, shedding their seal skins. 
Many tales recount how men would marry a selkie woman, only to see them vanish back to the ocean unexpectedly. When in human form, selkies are described as being incredibly beautiful, with long flowing hair and a hauntingly sad demeanour. It is said that selkies are able to transform into humans by shedding their seal skins, but they must return to the sea and put on their skins again to regain their seal form. If a human were to steal a selkie skin, the selkie would be forced to remain in human form and could never return to the sea. Selkies are often depicted in stories as being gentle creatures, but also as melancholic and longing for the sea. They are also sometimes portrayed as being tricksters, using their beauty and charm to lure humans into the water. Mermaids have been part of folklore for thousands of years. They are typically shown as half-human, half-fish beings, with the upper body of a woman and the tail of a fish. Mermaids are often associated with the sea and are said to possess magical powers. In many cultures, mermaids are seen as symbols of love and beauty. They are known for their enchanting singing voices, which have the power to lure sailors to their doom. According to legend, sailors who heard the mermaid song would be so captivated that they would steer their ships into rocks or reefs, leading to their destruction. In other stories, mermaids are seen as protectors of the ocean, helping to keep it in balance and protecting the creatures that live there. Some cultures believe that mermaids have the power to control the weather and can calm storms or create rough seas depending on how they feel. Mermaid folklore varies greatly from culture to culture. In Greek mythology, mermaids were known as sirens and were said to be half-woman, half-bird creatures. In Irish folklore, mermaids were known as meros and were said to wear a red cap that allowed them to transform into humans on land. Changelings are believed to be fairies who had switched a human baby with one of their own. It's believed that fairies do this to allow one of their children to be raised in the human world, while taking a human child to the fairy realm to raise as their own. The changelings are often thought to be sickly, weak or unusual children, and their presence is believed to bring bad luck to the household. The belief in changelings dates back centuries and was particularly common in the Middle Ages and early modern period. The idea of fairies and other supernatural beings living among humans was widespread during this time, and belief in changelings was often used to explain unexpected events or misfortunes within the household. The exact appearance of changelings varied deeply on the culture and region, but they are generally described as being small, ugly or deformed and weak. They're often said to have a wizened or wrinkled appearance, and are believed to be very old, despite their young physical age. In some stories, changelings are also said to have supernatural abilities, such as being able to speak in stranger languages or communicate with animals. There were various methods that were believed to be effective in identifying a changeling and returning the human child. One common method was to place the changeling on a hot shovel or in a fire. 
as it was believed that fairies could not tolerate heat and would flee, leaving the human child behind. Another method was to leave the changeling outside overnight, as it was believed that the fairy realm was only accessible at night, and the fairy would return to their own world, allowing the human child to be returned. While belief in changelings has largely faded away in modern times, the legend continues to capture the imagination of many. Changelings have appeared in numerous works of literature, from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream to modern fantasy novels and films. The idea of fairies and other supernatural beings living among humans remains a popular theme in folklore and mythology, and the changeling remains one of the most enduring and intriguing figures in this rich tradition. Elemental fairies are mythical creatures that are believed to embody the essence of the natural elements, such as air, water, earth, fire, and sometimes even spirit or energy. These fairies are often associated with the environment and are believed to be responsible for maintaining balance in the natural world. Air fairies, also known as sylphs, are associated with the element of air and are believed to control the winds and the atmosphere. They are often depicted as delicate, graceful creatures with wings and are said to have the power to purify the air. Water fairies, also known as undines, are associated with the element of water and are believed to have control over the tides, currents and weather patterns of the ocean. They are often shown as beautiful mermaid-like creatures with long hair and shimmering tails. Earth fairies, also known as gnomes, are associated with the element of earth and are believed to be responsible for the growth and fertility of the land. Fire fairies, also known as salamanders, are associated with the element of fire and are believed to be responsible for the power and energy of flames. They are shown as fiery creatures with bright, glowing bodies. Spirit fairies, also known as pixies, are associated with the element of spirit or energy and are believed to be responsible for the magic and mystery of the world. If you were to meet a fairy, it's important to be respectful and cautious, as they can be vengeful creatures. Here are some tips for interacting with fairies. 1. Be polite. Fairies are known to be sensitive to human emotions and actions. Be respectful towards them and their environment. Do not disturb their homes or belongings. 2. Bring gifts. Fairies are known to appreciate gifts, especially of sweet and shiny things. You can leave offerings of flowers, honey, or shiny objects like crystals or jewellery. Number three, speak softly. Fairies are known to have delicate ears, so it's best to speak softly in their presence. Avoid shouting or making loud noises. Number four, avoid making deals. Fairies are known to be tricky and may try to make deals with humans. It is best to avoid making deals with them as they may not keep their end of the bargain. 5. Be aware of fairy rings. Fairy rings are circles of mushrooms that are believed to be created by fairies. It is best to avoid stepping inside these rings, as it may anger the fairies. Remember to always be respectful and cautious when interacting with fairies. If you treat them with kindness and respect, 
they may be willing to share their magic with you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, I must admit, when I was a kid, I used to be wanted, you know, I used to want to be taken away by the fairies. I think I kind of am really off with the fairies, you know. I love this law, and obviously I particularly love the scarier aspects of it. So we will cover some of them, like the Banshee and the Banai uh, and the Red Caps. So anything that's scary, we're going to cover in a separate episode. I wanted to cover pretty much as, as much as I could in this episode, um, because I didn't know a lot about folk, you know, the Fae Fake myself. I knew, you know, snippets of it here and there. Um, so it was really good for me to delve into this subject as well. I'm not sure how much Toby would be into this subject. Um, unfortunately for him, he's missed it. So he's going to have to have a listen on his own. Now, I've got one story to tell you. Uh, it's a retelling of a story and I'll leave a link in the podcast notes if you want to have a read. Okay, let's do it. As a child, I stumbled upon a mysterious pathway that seemed to lead to a world beyond my own. It was the week before school, and I was feeling anxious about the start of classes. Kids had begun to taunt and tease me for my size, and I was struggling to find a place to belong. My mum tried to cheer me up by taking me on a day trip to the local nature reserve. But when we arrived, my heart sank as we were greeted by a busload of elementary school kids. I tried to blend in with the crowd, but it was clear that I didn't quite fit in. As we walked along the main path, I felt more and more out of place. My mum could charm anyone, especially children, but when she wasn't looking, the other kids would say hurtful things to me. So I decided to wander off and explore on my own. That's when I stumbled upon an Indian trail, that seemed to lead to a secret world. It was overgrown and wild, but I could feel the magic in the air. As I followed the trail, I noticed two trees that seemed to bend toward each other, almost like a doorway. I couldn't resist peeking through, and that's when I saw it. A massive hedge that stretched as far as my eyes could see. It was too tall to see over and seemed to cut across the entire forest. The Indian trail led right up to it, and I could see a small fissure, just wide enough for a child to squeeze through. For a moment, 
I was tempted to explore what lay beyond the hedge, to see if there was a fairy portal waiting for me. But something held me back. Maybe it was fear, or maybe it was just the realisation that I didn't need to escape my world to find magic. As I turned to head back towards my mum, I felt a sense of peace wash over me. I may have been different, but that didn't mean I was any less magical. As I peered into the crevice, I was met with a refreshing sight. The vibrant greenery was a stark contrast to the stifling Nebraska heat that had been plaguing me all day. It was a rare find, stumbling upon a place so cool and tranquil in the midst of the humid and oppressive forest. With some effort, I managed to squeeze my way through the narrow opening and onto the other side. The ground beneath my feet was soft and moist, a welcome change from the hard, sandy terrain of the surrounding area. But what lay before me was truly breathtaking. The sky above was a perfect shade of pearl blue, and a gentle slope of lush greenery led down to a dry creek bed, overflown with ferns. A massive fallen tree trunk stretched across the creek like a natural bridge, beckoning me to explore further. On the other side of the creek was a forest of shimmering silver trees, inviting me to escape the chaos of the outside world. The peace and wonder of the place was palpable, and all the noise and commotion from outside was silenced. In that moment, I felt pure joy, a rare and precious feeling in my life at the time. As I stood there, I reached out and braced my hand against the rough outer wall of the hedge. My other foot was planted firmly on the hard, sandy pathway as I resisted the temptation to step into the fairy side. I knew if I did, I would never be able to return. The allure of the place was irresistible, and I felt a pull that I had never experienced before. Crossing the tree bridge to explore the silvery forest was all I could think about. The air was different here, filled with a sweet, moist mist that gently brushed my face. I closed my eyes and took a deep breath, savouring the magical atmosphere that surrounded me. As I contemplated my departure, my mind immediately shifted to my dear mother. How could I bear to abandon her? She too had endured a life filled with sorrow, and I couldn't help but think that sharing this place with her would be a priceless present. Perhaps we could explore together, hand in hand. Just as the idea crossed my mind, the gap in the hedge started to seal shut, crushing me from both sides. I had no other option but to make a decision, advance or retreat. With great difficulty, I managed to extricate myself from the situation. Unfortunately, my shirt got caught in the branches and ripped, while a sharp twig grazed my arm and caused it to bleed. As I retraced my steps along the Indian Trail, passing through the intertwined trees that resembled a doorway, I stumbled upon my mother engaged in conversation with the very same bullies who had tormented me earlier. Their audacity to pick on me when my mother's back was turned still rankled me. I urged her to join me on a journey to witness something truly magnificent. Without hesitation, she agreed to come with me. However, we couldn't complete our quest, 
as there was now a load of dense foliage that had obscured the Indian trail. Despite the leaves and overgrowth, I managed to find the trail again and led us to the two towering trees that resembled the grand entrance. But to my disappointment, the trees were draped in unsightly cobwebs, making them look really uninviting and aged. Moreover, the trail had vanished without a trace, leaving us lost and uncertain. I gazed skyward and gestured towards the hedge, confident that it would be within her line of vision. It was so tall at a staggering height of about nine feet and extended for numerous yards in either direction. But my hopes were dashed as I scanned the area. There was no trace of it, just the normal trees and shrubs. The absence of the hedge caught me off guard and left me feeling really confused. As I gazed at the spot where the enchanting portal had supposedly stood, I realised it couldn't have possibly existed there. The bustling main path, teeming with boisterous children and teachers, would have intersected it. I was left speechless, struggling to convey this to my mum. She offered me a glimmer of hope, though, suggesting that perhaps the magical doorway had only revealed itself to me. Despite her kind words, I was overcome with an overwhelming sense of sorrow and loss. My heart was heavy with regret, knowing that I'd let my chance to enter the mystical fairy realm slip away. I knew that this memory would haunt me for the rest of my life. Ah, the magical places. Yeah, I'd love to find those when I'm walking up in the woods. I sometimes daydream that I do. Imagination's everything, isn't it? And you've got to keep the magic alive. I'm also working on a reel. So if you want to follow us on our social media, all the links and everything is going to be in the podcast notes as usual. Um, Come and take a look. I'm hoping to get it done by sort of Sunday, Monday, but we'll see. I know what I'm like with this nose as well. Really hope you enjoyed the episode. Sorry Toby isn't here. I've got to give him a bit of a break sometimes because he is 13 and he, you know, he wants to be out with his mates. But he'll be here again next week and we will catch up with you then. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you.